Thanks for tuning into the ES First podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So take a minute to hop on over and give us a like or a follow. And of course, if you're ever in Excelsior Springs, stop on by. We can't wait to welcome you home. And it's interesting today that when we see people sitting around and uh, on, on the corners that are homeless and they've got their signs and they say, I'm hungry, would you help me? You know, it's, it's easy sometimes to just kind of turn that off. But the Lord says that as, uh, our, our, as we are people of faith, we need to be also a people of works. Well, we do that here at ES First, as you well know. And in verse number 18, it goes on a little bit further, and James says that faith united with our works reveals to us that our faith is not in vain. And so our works uh, kind of prove to us and prove to those around us that our faith is not in vain. And uh, in verse number 21, Abraham, our father, justified by works, and uh, declares that obedience to do as the Lord wills is works that receives favor from God. I want to say that one more time. James says in verse number 18 that faith united with our works reveals that our faith is not in vain. It's a revelation. And verse number uh, 23 says, the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God. It was imputed unto him for righteousness and, uh, you know, in the offering of his son. And because of Abraham's works, he was called in the scriptures a friend of God. And so it's our works united with our faith that uh, creates a friendship with the Lord. And then he says, you see how that by faith a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise, also Rahab the harlot justified. Was she not justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? Now, in verse number 26, he wraps it up and he says, James says it this way. I guess we don't have that up there today. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. Uh, James wraps it up and he says this verse three in 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, right? Hello? Corpse, the body. And so as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And so it's important that we be obedient to his will. James uh, clearly revealed to us in scriptures that Jesus clearly demonstrated his faith as well by his works on earth, wouldn't you say, there in the Garden of Gethsemane. So then it's virtually important that we get a grip on the fact that works is really just a simple matter of knowing what the will of God is. Now, this is the key because, I don't know, for years I've just kind of uh, thought about works as just kind of a oh, servanthood thing, and it's kind of stopped there. Well, what are our works? Well, we turn on the lights, we uh, mow the lawn, we, you know, offer a little bit of food, and I just kind of didn't understand really how works really went further than that. But really, works is not just a little driving of the nail 
uh, into the sheetrock when the church needs that. But works really is obedience to the scriptures. And uh, James chapter 1 and verse 23 says that we are to be doers of the word. And so this equals our works. Faith without works is dead. Faith without being a doer of the word of God is dead. Hello, are you with me today? And so I kind of said that to bring this to that understanding how important it is to be a doer of the word of God. James spells all this out. We're going to go, that's James chapter 1 and chapter 2. James says in chapter 1, verse 23, be doers of the word, not just merely hearers of the word. Understanding works, I've written this out here, and it's, it's kind of wordy, so I'm going to might say it a couple times. Works and making a list of them can be a difficult process, right? What is our works? If God says, that my faith is exemplified by my works, making a list of works can be a very difficult process unless we clearly understand the nature of our works united with our overall spiritual commitment, which constitutes the foundation of and the completion of our faith walk. So if, if I might say it in a little bit easier sense of the word, is that we have to get a grip on what the scriptures say do and do them. Now, that sounds like a difficult thing, but in fact, actually, it's easy. All you have to do is follow the word of God. All you have to do is search the scriptures and see. So that's what James is doing in the book of James that works are spiritually introduced. They're not just necessarily hands-on, but they are following the Word of God to a T. Now, when we first get saved, there are some things that happen in our life that cause us to really become different, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. But then we have to understand that there, the, the book is full of, uh, they're not just good suggestions, but in many places, there are commandments that we need to do those things. And in other places, there are, they are uh, suggestions that these are the things that we can do. And for sure, being the younger half-brother of Jesus, after watching his brother Jesus and his works in operation every single day of his life together with his older brother, had a clear understanding not only of the importance of works, not only the importance of works is important, but also to understand that every single day of his life, doing those things are very, very important. So, works alive produce the joy of understanding and applying works to your faith, your walk of faith. And so James begins in the book all the way through. Now, when we get down to the 26th verse of chapter 2, he says, understand this, that faith without your works is dead. And so at the beginning of James chapter 1, James is going to express to us what works is all about. And I hope that today before we, as 
we depart this place that we'll get a greater understanding of how easy it is to do the works. You just find a scripture and whatever it says do, do it. Hello. Little things like it says, uh, thou shalt not lie. That's a works. Well, you don't understand. Uh, I have to kind of tell little white lies. Well, is, is a little white lie a lie? Comes from the father of uh, lies. Is it? Say yes. Now, how about the other place where it says, well, uh, don't be a busybody in other man's matters. Well, is that, how many of you know it's just natural to try to get on uh, Facebook and online and talk about everybody else's issues? Hello. What about uh, if you put away the pointing of the finger, accusing, then uh, the Lord says, I'll be fine with you. Have you ever uh, pointed a finger at somebody else and said, well, blah, blah, blah about them or something? Or have you ever heard somebody? I mean, we see it on the news all the time. People are pointing fingers at everybody else and they're calling people names and all that kind of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> the Bible says, uh, don't do that. Well, that's your works. Faith without, under, without that works. Uh, let's see, what, what's something else in the scripture? Maybe you can give me one that, that you know that the Lord tells you to do or not to do. There's no condemnation. So what about walking around feeling like you're condemned all the time? Anybody, does the devil ever uh, point out at you, say, well, remember the way you did yesterday or the day before or back in the past? What, what else in the scriptures does the Bible tell you to do or not to do? Don't worry. Hmm. How many of you uh, ever find yourself worrying? Did anybody ever find yourself worrying? Well, if he says, don't worry then that is a works. If the scripture says don't worry, and when you start worrying, say, no, I'm going to, according, I'm going to, according to my works, I'm not going to worry. And when you don't worry, hello, that's works, that, that your faith is justified by your works. So we just worry, 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 worry all the time. Guess what? That, that's not really showing... Uh, Life in your, fa in your faith, your faith alive. What else? I, I, I got some things I'm going to tell you, but I want you to tell me what you know in the scriptures God tells you to do or not to do. Oh, boy. Uh, bridling the tongue. And how many of you know sometimes it's easy to just wag the tongue and go on and, and yak about things that you got no business? Well, faith without bridling your tongue is dead. Faith without bridling your tongue is dead. What else? Forsake not the assembling of yourself together. The Bible says come to church, right? Fellowship. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together is a works. See, works isn't just something you find to do and say, well, I, I, I just saw that, so that's my works. No, your works is obedience to the scriptures. And the scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And so uh, if as you, as you just come to the house of the Lord, those are your works. What else? Huh? No idols. Woo. Wow. I was listening to a preacher talk about some people make an idol out of their own selves. We live in a selfie world. 
Just a thought. And so James begins, I'm going to go back in the very beginning of James where Brandon and I have started preaching on, and I'm going to show you the benefits of the works and what it will produce. <clears throat> and I've added some words in here of what uh, the first thing he said is servanthood to God. And so James, a servant of God and of Christ, our servanthood to God is important. Now, when it talks to coming a servanthood to God, it's obeying his word. God, you know, what he wrote and what he said and how important these things really are. They're not just nice suggestions. They are the works that prove your faith that makes God and the Trinity please and makes you to be a friend of God, a servant of God. In other words, we take the word of God and we serve it with all our heart, soul, and strength. We search and we find things in there that we can do. And the servant of Jesus Christ. Well, being a servant of Jesus, where he's a friend of sinners and, and, uh, and all, he died for the lost. Now, <clears throat> the second one is consider the, these are the works. James says, faith without works is dead. But from the beginning of chapter 1 of James all the way through and, two, and all the way through James, he's telling you what works are and how easy it is to secure your faith, uh, make, make your, faith, your faith viable. He says, consider or steer every trial and every trouble and every tribulation, steer that outcome to joy. Count it all joy when you have troubles. That's your works. It's so easy to get discouraged when you have troubles. It's so easy to want to give up on God when you have troubles. Anybody can serve God when everything's a, a, a hunky-dory. But consider, uh, consider or point your thoughts, point your thinking to that I that the joy I'm going to consider it joy when I have a trial. <clears throat> Is anyone going through a trial right now? Who's going through a trial? Okay, raise your hand. Anybody else going through a trial today? All right. The Lord I'm going through trials. I've got trials and James said, steer your thinking to maintaining your joy through the trials. Brandon preached about that. You can go back and get it on a podcast. It's incredible. Now, isn't it easy? I never have done this, but I know some people who do that. They'll just take some kind of medication to put them out for two or three days so they can hide from the trial. And, and James says, let's deal with that when you have trials, when you have troubles, when you have tribulations, when you have temptations. James deals with it, and he says, deal with this and count it all joy. Sometimes it takes a little while to get yourself up by your bootstraps when you're having a trial. Sometimes it can almost knock you into oppression or depression. Sometimes it can cause you to hole up somewhere and don't be around people. Just isolate yourself into a dark room or something. You know what I'm talking about? James said, well, 
Count it all joy when you come into trials and temptation. That's your works. You see, your works aren't just something simple like moving a chair. Your works is finding in the Scriptures what the Scriptures say do. That's faith works. That's what faith you're supposed to do in faith. And so uh, consider it all joy. Discover the relief, James says. Discover the relief that comes from exercising your patience. Exercising patience is your work. Did you know there's a lot of people that brag on the fact that they're just not patient? I'm not patient, and I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm just impatient all the time. James says, that's not Christian works. Works is to be patient. He goes on and says, be kind, forgiving one another, even as God hath forgiven you. Love and be patient. Here's one. He says, experience the wholesome life that comes as we nurture a desire for godly wisdom. Seeking godly wisdom. I'll tell you, there's nothing any finer than godly wisdom where you seek the Lord for an answer and you uh, according, you search the word and you pray and you see him. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally. Now, my mother was a great woman of wisdom. She was a great uh, song leader and she was a great preacher of the gospel. But even way above all of that, she was a woman of wisdom. And her wisdom was her works. Faith without works is dead. What are my works? Get wisdom. Make wise decisions. God, what should I do in this? What should I do in that? I wonder how many things we would not have done had we sought wisdom before we stepped into the stupid thing. Hello. Godly wisdom. James is talking about this. He goes on and he says, enjoy seeing what God, seeing God answering your prayers. Enjoy seeing God answering your prayers when you pray without doubting. It's so easy to pray and doubt. Hello. Here's what happens to you when you pray in doubt. Pretty soon you think your prayers are just talking to yourself. The enemy says, well, why bother to pray? You're just, well, you know, all you're doing is talking to yourself. God don't hear what you're saying because after all, you didn't get what you wanted. Well, the Bible says we ask and we receive not because we pray heaping desires uh, on our own lust. And if we pray... And don't doubt. Wow. Just pray. Keep, keep on it. Stay with it. Stay right there. Pray and don't doubt. That's your works. Faith without works is dead. So praying and doubting don't go hand in hand. Come on, shout me down here. 
James said all this. He was the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus, ran with him every day. And he, and he said, discover the true peace that comes when you practice humility. Wow. Is, practice humility. The Bible says that God giveth grace to the humble, but he resisteth the pride. Your works that exemplify your faith is that you learn how to humble yourself under every person on the planet. Well, I'm better than them. I, I, I can't tell you how many marriages have fallen apart because they won't humble themselves to each other, thinking yourself more highly than you ought. Well, boy, the roof is going to blow off a shout in here. God resists the proud. And he said, faith without works is dead. What works? Humbling myself. Wow. You say, well, that's not easy to do. None of these works are easy to do. That's why they call them works. Would it be faith without easy is, you know, dead? No, it's faith without works. This is something you have to work at. When you go out of here, you say, well, how can I exemplify my faith? How can I become a real person of faith? Well, show me your faith without works. He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. You want, to, you want your faith to stand out? You want your children to see you as a man or a mother, uh, a woman, a mother, a man, or a, uh, a father of, of faith? You want them to follow the God that you follow? You want them to follow the, and walk in the religious steps that you're walking in? Then have some works. Humble yourself. I'll tell you what. We've did this in our family. I consider all my children in my family way above me. When we were young, I would ask them, what's your advice? What do you think? They say, well, I'm supposed to get advice from you. No, I want to know what do you think. I'm going to, as a, a child, shall lead them. Hello. See, this is just practical religion. James says faith without this stuff is just dead. It's crazy. Experience the freedom that comes from recognizing that God is good all the You know, people say things like this. Well, God just, I know, isn't going to put on me more than I can bear. God is not going to put on me more than I can bear. You know what they're saying? God is not good all the time. God loads me with troubles. And yet the Bible clearly says that God, in God, in him, there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. There is no variableness in him. In other words, God is not going to bless the socks off of you one day and then slap you in the mug the next day. Your works says God is good all the time. 
and your works coming from you should declare that I know that all things work together for my good because I love Jesus. Those are your works. Faith without that is dead. Why is God allowing me to go through this? Why is God putting this on me? Why has God done this to me? One day he loves me, the next day he's chastising me. Well, now look, at there are some things in God that are, that are disciplinary. Disciplinary. Hello. For example, if you give, God will bless you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. And if you give, then you will find that he will open up the storehouse of heaven and pour it upon you so many blessings you can't contain them all. And let's say that you choose then to follow that directive. Whatever, he said, whatever amount you decide in your heart, do it. Don't drop the ball. Some of you have decided in your heart to tithe. Others have decided to give a stipend. Others decided to give this or that and the other. The Lord says, that's okay. You just decide you, what you decide in your heart, do it. So let's say you get on a path and then you quit. And then the blessings stop coming in. God has not punished you by not You keep in your word. God didn't pour it upon you a car accident. Oh, that car accident cost me. I only had liability, and it cost me a whole new car. <laughs> Hello. God must have done that to me because, it, no, that's, God doesn't do that. That would, that, would be, that would be good one day and bad the next. You see, God is not bad to you because you didn't do it according to the word of God. God isn't bad to you because you did not do what God said do. He's not bad to you. But he will choose ways of disciplining you to get you back on track. Meaning, he's not going to cause you to go down a street here and, and wreck your car or your house to burn down or you know, your children run away and won't talk to you for the rest of their life. Not that, that God did that. No, God didn't do that, to, that on you. Not at all. What took you home? The accident. Somebody got killed in a car accident. Well, God, God did that. No, God didn't do that. The accident took him home. Somebody said, well, God allowed, uh, he put cancer on me and all this kind of stuff, and now they died of cancer. They died of a heart attack. And so you know how God is. He just, he just, Good one day and bad the next. No. With him, there's no, there's no variableness. He's good all the time. And if you want to flow in good works, shut up calling God a bad guy. He's not a trickster. Hello. I mean, let's get real. And if you quit, Blaming God for everything. That's your works. Faith without that is dead. 
Here's the other side of the pancake. Oh, Satan, he's just on me all the time. Satan's on me all the time. Satan did that. Yeah. Satan, Satan did this. Satan did that. Let me tell you something. When you become a child of God, you follow after the things of God, sin and Satan doth have no more dominion over you. Quit blaming Satan and take a little bit of the blame back on yourself and because it's my flesh and because I'm weak, I stumbled, I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me of my sin that does so easily beset me. Hello, come on, are you with me here? If you're blaming the devil all the time for everything or you're blaming God all the time for everything, taking the focus off of the real me, I, mine, mine, hello. But when you take it off and you put the responsibility back on me that I need to come out from the world and be separated, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. I need to be separated, saith the Lord. Me, me, me. And that's your works. Blaming God, blaming the devil all the time is not works. So if you stop doing that, that's your works. We talked about this one earlier. Discover the stability and peace that comes by. James is talking about these are all the scriptures of James chapter 1, chapter 2 down to verse 26 of James. Discover the stability and peace that comes by listening intently and applying what the Word of God says do. Discover the peace that comes from that. Why, when you take notes in a sermon, either mentally or write them down or put them in your notepad or whatever, and you listen intently, when you walk out of here today, don't just forget what I've talked about, what God has given you today, but say, I'm, I'm going to manifest my works. My works are going to come alive because if my works come alive, my faith comes alive. I become a person of faith. Do you know people of faith? Are you a person of faith? I want my faith to come alive. How can I do that? Works. Obedience. Notice the trust and confidence your loved ones and those that you come in contact with on a daily basis through controlling your opinions about everything. Controlling your opinions about everything. Well, if you want my opinion, well, in my opinion, it should have been that way. I can tell you something that one of the biggest blessings in my life is to the best of my ability, I work. It's one of my works is I don't allow myself to be have an opinion. You have an opinion about that? No. Nope. Could I? Oh, yeah, I sure could. Am I allowing the opinions 
of everything to control my life? Not if I can help it. I work at that. Because faith without that is dead. Ever been somebody that's always their way or the highway? It's pretty stupid, isn't it? Hello. See, James is bringing all this out. That's why we're hooked up to James here. Enjoy the overwhelming fullness of joy as you practice the word and do it. And feel the satisfaction that comes from remembering the many wonderful truths and instructions that God brings into you everyday life experiences. Some of the truths, well, really, most of the truths will almost feel like a correction because we do things according to the flesh. God said, no, don't do that. Live by the Spirit. Watch the surprise on the faces of everyone around you as you willingly put a bridle on your tongue. We talked about that earlier. Instead of just letting your mouth flap wild all the time. Faith without that is dead. Did you ever put your hand over your mouth sometimes and say, I wish I'd never said that? Wouldn't it have been better if you hadn't said it before you hadn't said it? That proves what kind of a faith person you are. Experience the absolute sense of fulfillment as you diligently care for the widows and the fatherless that surround you. I'm amazed at so many widows that make it on their own. I'm just, so many times I'm just surprised by widows that make it all happen. Sometimes I'm impressed with fatherless who make it all happen, but mostly widows. I want to make sure my clock don't tick by widows and fatherless taking care of me. How many people have I, I couldn't meddle on that. It's important. It's your works. It's to take care of the widows and the fatherless. Without that, your faith is just dead. Above all, James says, Bask in the joy, unspeakable glory that will chase you down every day of your life and raise you up above all things to being above and not beneath. As you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and as you love thy neighbor as thyself. And that's what James is putting out here. That's your works. James 2.14 again, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? 
Even so, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. James 2.26, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And then Jesus said it this way in Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Good job, Jesus. You want to be like that? I do. That's the way I want to be. I want to be a man of faith. And this is just two little tiny chapters in this big book of how to please God with your works. Bow for prayer. Father, thank you for your word today. And it's so fun to take the do's and the don'ts and turn them into the blessings, not chastisements. Lord, surely we love you and we bless you. Thank you for coming into our life. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. God bless.